check, check, check. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. You are listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Also down on the coast of Oregon, shout out to Manzanita, Wheeler, Rockaway, Nahalem on 91.7 FM. We love our coastal listeners. This is Sex, Drugs, and Basketball, the only radio show broadcast live from the back porch of the Slingshot Lounge in beautiful southeast Portland. If you are tuning in on the date of September, I gotta check my phone. I don't even know what the date is. It is September, September 28th, 2023. You have tuned in to a live broadcast of Sex, Drugs, and Basketball. Is that the date on your calendar? September 28th, 2023. Welcome to a live broadcast of Sex, Drugs, and Basketball. That means you can and are highly encouraged to text us. Text whatever is on your mind, especially if it has anything to do with sex, drugs, or basketball. We are interested in those three subjects, though not exclusively in those three subjects. Um, Text us, 971-220-5979. That's 971-220-5979. Whatever you want, just tell me if you can hear me. I think that you can. I've already gotten a text from Dr. J. What up, Dr. J? Says Dr. J tuning in, and then he says, How about them blazers? Any fun drug plans this weekend? (laughs) He went straight from basketball to drugs. No sex yet from Dr. J. But if I had to guess, there'll be sex somewhere in his in his correspondence um someone texted in and said the date on my calendar says september 28th 2023 me too we're in the same time and space continuum although actually i'm i'm 30 seconds ahead of you there's a there's a delay on this so if you send a text i don't see it for 30 seconds so i'm in the future (laughs) I know what's going to happen in 30 seconds. Um, anyways, I encourage you to text. If for some reason you text and you, you're like, wait a minute, he didn't read my text. I, it, it wasn't on purpose unless you just said something I couldn't, I just couldn't, I was too scared to read on, on the air. Then, uh, I'll read every text. No matter, no text is too stupid for sex, drugs, and basketball. Um, we, uh, anyways, uh, please do the, the, the covenant we have with our listeners is you text, I read, whatever you text, okay? This is a fun game for you. If you're just sitting around on a Thursday night wondering what to do for the next two hours, spark up your cannabis, to get at, get out your drugs, start a party, and listen to us and text us silly things. I want to know what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing. It's I Fall has finally come to Portland. And uh, it's a little chillier out, um, though not too chilly. It's been nice. Uh, it was was rainy here in Portland. Um, but if you're not in Portland, if you're on the coast listening or you're one of our out-of-state listeners, 
please just text me to tell me that. I would be excited just to hear that, that information. Um, uh, okay, somebody texted and said, I'm about to eat some Taco Bell. <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's the kind of information I want to know about. Um, Taco Bell is not the worst of all fast foods. In fact, I would put it up in the upper tier, though not the best. <laughs> not the best. Um, okay. I also, I want to, uh, address Dr. J's questions. I'm just getting to the texts that have come in. Um, uh, Pizza Johnny, what up, Pizza J? Uh, he said, we especially love our, our bi-coastal listeners. Looking forward to spending time in the big apple and the tiny apple, Manzanita. Tiny apple first though. Okay. Bi-coast, so, I'm trying to understand Pizza Johnny's what he's drifting. It sounds like they're they're traveling to the Big Apple at some point, and the Tiny Apple of Manzanita. Uh, I know we keep talking about having a uh, doing an episode from the coast, and I'm 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 not just whistling Dixie when I say that. We are going to do that. Um, I just need to get my act together. Um, if you are a regular listener to the show, you will know that um, we. We did, we've done a, quite a few reruns the past two weeks. Um, we were, uh, I, I, I didn't mean to do them. I apologize. I, um, I got called out of town on a Thursday. And usually, even when I get called out of town, I'll bring my, my gear to broadcast um, from wherever I am. And uh, I did, but then I forgot like a really key ingredient to my setup. And I, I felt so stupid because I was all... I was all ready to do the show, but I couldn't. And then, uh, I don't know, something else came up last week. Anyways, I apologize for having two reruns in a row. I'm back live tonight, and uh, I, I'm here at the Slingshot Lounge, ready for your phone calls, ready for your texts, ready. If anyone wants to come down to the Slingshot Lounge and say hello, uh, always happy to see you. I'll, we'll put you on the air if you're not, like, too inebriated or... Or, uh, strange. We like actually strange. It's, it would be hard to be too strange for me to want to put you on the air. Um, anyways, uh, the, the next two hours, if you've never heard this show, this is what it is. We, we, we encourage people to text and we will play a little bit of music, but it's, uh, it's a show. It's also adult themed, I should say. We like to talk frankly about sex, drugs, and basketball. And if you have young children who are listening or you don't like those kinds of discussions, we're on till 11 o'clock, okay? So put your kids to bed, put on some headphones. Uh, um, if you like to smoke weed, uh, spark it up, man. This is a, this is a, consider this a good excuse to, to do it. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll be your stoner buddy for the next two hours. Um, okay, let me address Dr. J's question. Uh, well, first, he says, how about them Blazers? Okay, so we like to talk about basketball. I, I'd say of the three subjects that we cover on this show, basketball is the least popular, but not. it's not like people hate talking about it. That's my impression anyways. Um, and there is some big basketball news this week, like really big. Like there's not much going on in the NBA right now. The, the, the season's like it's, it's the doldrums. The, the season doesn't start until preseason starts in October. But everyone all summer has been talking about is the Damian Lillard trade. He, he, he asked to be traded out of Portland. We've discussed that many times here on this show. Everyone thought he was going to Miami, including me. 
Um, he asked to go to Miami. That's where everyone thought it was a good fit, but the, Miami's offer was not that enticing. I was willing to take it um, had I been in charge of the Blazers, but the, the Blazers held out and got a better deal. Uh, Damian Lillard is headed to the Milwaukee Bucks, um, and I think it's a good deal for Damian Lillard, too. He wanted to... Everyone, we all love Dame in this, in this city. Like, there's, there's no, like, anyone who tries to tell you that, like, Portland is upset with Dame for leaving town is, is, is just like talking out of their buttocks because we love Dame Lillard. I mean, nine out of ten, 95 out of a hundred Blazers fans will tell you they love Damian Lillard and hold no ill will towards him for needing, wanting to leave town. He's been here for a long time. And I'm really happy for him going to, like, first of all, shout out to him for going to a small market. Most, most superstars, which Damian Lillard is, choose to go to like, you know, the LA or New York or frankly Miami. Um, and they go there to, you know, because it, it, it's like superstar lifestyle and they, they, you know, they make more money there and, and the, it's just, there's more, you know, celebrity stuff that happens out there but Damian Lillard really wanted to win and he's going to Milwaukee which may be one of the only cities that is like less enticing in that way to an NBA superstar than Portland like I I always respected Damian Lillard for sticking it out in Portland and making becoming a superstar from Portland Oregon which is not an easy thing to do like he's he's a national you know nationally known uh, the loved all NBA player from Portland. Um, but now he's going to Milwaukee, which is like a, an even, you know, in some ways an even, I guess it's not smaller than Portland, but um, in some ways it's, it's even less cool than Portland. I think Milwaukee's cool, but you know what I mean? Uh, as far as like uh, whatever the, the billionaire uh, millionaire, multimillionaire, celebrity athletes go there's not that many of them in milwaukee but there is uh Giannis antetempuco uh who i love him he's he's also known as the greek freak uh he's uh uh of nigerian descent grew up in greece um an incredible basketball player like like a former mvp uh many people think still an mvp uh he's he's about six foot eleven and great athlete like just just a great teammate for Damian Lillard and I'm so happy about seeing those two together. I think he could I think Lillard and Giannis and Chris Middleton who's also an all-star at uh and and Brooke Lopez who's also a former all-star um in in Milwaukee. Um I just think it's great. I'm I'm totally into Lillard being in Milwaukee and I will also say uh it's pretty awesome what we got back in return because we got um, Drew Holiday, who's who is a, a, a very very good veteran guard um, from from Milwaukee. And here's the thing: the Blazers are not going to keep Drew Holiday. There's there's no reason for them to keep him on. But any contending team, including Miami, frankly, is going to want Drew Holiday. So there's another trade coming down the pipe for the Blazers are going to trade Drew Holiday, and I think they'll get a good. Like either first round picks or like really solid players or both back for Drew Holiday. So the, the trade's not done yet as well as they got, we got rid of Yusuf Nurkic, who I think was kind of not fitting well on the team at all. 
big giant uh, seven foot Bosnian guy uh, and took back DeAndre Ayton, who is 25 years old, a former first round pick, um, and is I think has a lot of promise. And I think the Blazers all of a sudden went from kind of like a weird team that was probably going to like be at the bottom of the league that would be sort of hard to watch this year to being an exciting young team. I don't think they're going to the playoffs or anything like that this year, but they're going to be an exciting young team with talent to watch. And um, there's like reasons to be like uh, optimistic about the future. So that's, that's where, that's where, uh, that's where things stand on the, that's how I feel about it. If anyone wants to opine on the Damian Lillard trade, Bring it on. Text me, 971-220-5979. That's 971-220-5979. Text me anything you want. Send me pictures of your weed, of your pets. of uh, the. Uh, send me a joke. If you have a, a good joke that you want to share, I am all ears. I will, I will read it over the airwaves and make dozens of people laugh. Um, okay. Uh, Dr. J texted and said, uh, I'm stoked on Aiton. Yeah, I like, I like DeAndre Aiton. So he, the deal with DeAndre Aiton is, um, he's a seven footer, was a first round pick not that long ago, like maybe 2018, something like that. Um, and he went to the Phoenix Suns where they're, they're loaded with talent. Like the Phoenix Suns went to the finals, I believe, with DeAndre Aiton. Uh, and, and then they just, Phoenix Suns sort of cashed in some of their talent to get, Kevin Durant over there. And so now the Phoenix Suns are like this. I don't, they're kind of an interesting team. Like they have Kevin Durant, they have Devin Booker, they also have Bradley Beal. Like they have some like high powered scoring, uh, wings and guards over in, in Phoenix. But, um, this, this, uh, the DeAndre Ayton doesn't really fit with all of that. Like, he, I mean, he sort of does. He's a really good young center, but he just wasn't developing the way. I think it's a good deal for him. He gets to move. He gets to play with a bunch of young guys. He was DeAndre Aiden was like the young guy in Phoenix, and so now he gets DeAndre Aiden's actually a little bit older than Scoot and Shaden Sharp and uh, Anthony Simons is about the same age. Um, but like he, it's a we're we're now like a young developing team. That's what's going on in Portland. Um, okay. Uh, Pizza Johnny texted in and said, um, uh, uh, wait a second. Um, okay, he's talking about Damian Lillard. He said, shooting for Miami and getting Milwaukee is kind of like hoping for Orlando and getting Uganda. Well, that is a, that is a deep cut reference to, um, the, uh, the musical, the Book of Mormon musical, um, which, uh, which is a very funny musical, and, uh, I don't know how many of you have seen it, um, happen to know what Pizza Johnny's talking about, but there's a character in the, it's about these, uh, young Mormon missionaries, and this one character, like, wants, he's, like, dying to go to Orlando, because the joke is, like, all Mormons love Orlando, and that's where he wants to go on his mission, uh, and, um, and he gets sent to Uganda. Um, I think that's not quite, it's, it's a funny comparison, I mean, it is, like, it is funny that Lillard wanted Miami and he's going to Milwaukee, but Milwaukee is a really, really good basketball team. Like they immediately become like a lot of people's pick to win the championship now because they've got Damian Lillard. Like Damian Lillard is not the best player on the Milwaukee Bucks. Like Damian Damian Lillard has always been the best player on actually when he was a rookie maybe he wasn't, but he for the past like ten years he has been the best player on his his team and 
now he he's 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 certifiably not like Giannis Antetokounmpo is a better player than Damian Lillard, but they they have they have like complementary strengths. Giannis, like they're going to be a like brutally awesome offense. Like their defense might not be that strong, but their offense is going to kill people. With Damian Lillard and Giannis, like Giannis is known for just being able to drive into the teeth of a defense. Like you, you have to double team him, team him. He's very fast and strong, and he just takes it to the hoop. He just he just decimates defenses. But he's not much of an outside shooter. He's not a big outside threat. Damian Lillard, on the other hand, is a extreme outside threat, and can and is just known to be able to hit uh, crazy outside shots. Also, he's also able to drive and dish. Which why he's such a he's such like a lethal player to guard. But you you if you have those two on the court at the same time, you you just kind of have to pick your poison. One of them is probably going to score. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, Pizza Johnny says uh, Lillard was looking forward to palm trees and cool cars and spicy women, and he got Milwaukee, Wisconsin cheese curds, beer, and everything Midwestern folk have to offer. It's true. I, if I just had to pick, you know, a place to live in the U.S., like Portland, I love living in Portland. I understand people think it's rainy or whatever, but Portland's like a fun town. I, I'm into it. But I understand if you're an MBA, you know, multimillionaire, you know, 23-year-old uh, young man, maybe Portland isn't as exciting, uh, but Milwaukee isn't like a lot more exciting. Lillard's now, but here's the thing about Lillard. He's 33 years old. He has a wife and three kids. Um, he's, he's not necessarily looking for, I mean, I think he was, he, Miami was like appealing to him, but, uh, it's not like it's, I don't, I don't think he's like looking for a place where he can, you know, hit the nightlife. Um, okay. Uh, this is, uh, this is a text from someone. It says, Arthur, I keep reading on social media that Portland is a bad town for singles looking for a serious relationship. As a single person looking for a serious relationship, this kind of disheartens me. Any advice or feedback from you, especially from the se- or especially from the sex, drugs, and basketball community? Wow, what a thoughtful text. Um, let, I, I'm not sure I, emph- I I gave the gave that text the right emphasis. So let me let me re read it here for just a second. So this per- or just let me I'll, I'll I'll summarize it. This person keeps reading on social media that Portland is a bad town for singles and this person is a single person looking for a serious relationship. It's a bad town for they're saying a bad town for singles looking for a serious relationship. I wonder is it is it a good town for singles not looking for a serious relationship? Um Anyways, uh, any advice or feedback from you, especially from, or, and, or I will give you my, I'm always happy to give my advice. It's not necessarily like that worthwhile advice, but I'm, I, I love to give advice. <laughs> um, uh, but the sex, drugs, and basketball community might, might really have some, uh, advice as well. So, uh, this person, if you would like to, um, give some advice to, a single person, we don't know, how, how do you do identify? What's your, what's your, um, what, what, who are you looking for in a partner? If we can, if we can ask, like, are you, what, what's your, what's your, uh, yeah, what's your orientation? If, if we can ask that, that, not that that necessarily makes a difference, but I think it sort of does, um, in terms of advice that people would give. Um, me myself, you know, I, I, here's the thing. I'm married. Uh, I, I, I often, I, I have definitely thought about like, what would it be like to be single in Portland? Um, 
Uh, I've never been single in Portland. I've often thought it, I, I would have been a really fun place to be in my twenties and be single. Um, I don't necessarily, this, like, I don't know if I'd necessarily agree that Portland is a bad place to be single and look for a serious relationship. There's a lot of cool young people here. Um, I don't know, it, I don't, but I don't know, if you could give us like sort of, I feel like I can give you better advice knowing like, are you like uh, a middle-aged person? Are you a young person? Uh, if you give us some specifics, because I feel like, um, I just feel like that makes a little di- a bit of a difference in terms of what kind of advice people would give. But I, I would just say I think Portland is has a lot of fun stuff going on. I think it, I, I, I've said this before. I feel like it got kind of kicked in the teeth during the pandemic, and port, we're still recovering. Um, but uh, nonetheless, there's a lot of culturally interesting things happening in Portland. And that I think makes it an exciting place to be. It's an exciting place to meet people. Um, it does in the winter, it gets a little cold and rainy and uh, people kind of gather. But if you like, like, do you like to drink? Do you like to go to bars? Because, um, Portland has some of the best bars, uh, I've ever seen in any, in, in all my bar hopping of my life. <laughs> um, I'm here, uh, if you've just tuned in and don't know what you're listening to, I'm at the Slingshot Lounge. I'm on the back porch. You might hear some dogs barking because I don't know whether it's dog night here or there's just people, there's just people, separate groups have brought their dogs, but there, I always love when people bring their dogs to bars. Um, and by the way, if you own a dog, I've always found a dog is a great way to meet people. Like dog parks, man, you meet, you meet, uh, you meet people that you have like like actual like meaningful relationships with, not necessarily like you fall in love, but like I've met a lot of friends at dog parks when I moved to new towns. When I when I, ha- I when I was single and in my twenties, I moved to Austin, Texas, because uh, I was looking for just like a kind of cheap, like mid sized city to live in, and I had a dog and. I met so many people because I had this dog, like, cause I would go to the parks and my dog would play with their dog and, you know, it was, it's, it's, you know, maybe get a dog. <laughs> That's my advice. Uh, but anyone, if anyone has some advice for this listener, uh, text us 971-220-5979. That's 971-220-5979. Um, okay. Uh, P, uh, this is from Dr. J texted and says, um, uh, word is we're dealing holiday for some picks though. Okay. This is talking about the blazers. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that's what they're looking for is, is draft picks for holiday because that's the blazers are like stocking up assets for the future. They, the other thing they got from Milwaukee is they got a first round draft pick from Milwaukee that I think doesn't convey until like 2029 so that's five years from now, which seems like that's like a long time. It is, but the it's the Milwaukee's going to be really, really good this year. So you don't want their draft pick in the next couple years because they are going to be a top, at least top ten, probably more like top five team in the NBA. So that means they pick. They, if you're really, if, if you're a good team, you pick late in the draft. So having their draft pick in the next few years is not valuable. Five years from now though, Damian Lillard will be 38. Giannis will probably have moved on from Milwaukee. That team is probably not going to have such a high draft pick. So that's why it's useful. And also the Blazers, um, got two draft swaps from Milwaukee, which is, this is a little more like getting into the, 
the nitty nerdy stuff, but swapping their draft picks also in 2028 and 2030, those are going to be valuable too. So I think the Blazers did great. Like they, they, I, it's a, it's a happy day, although it's sad for, to, to say goodbye to Damian Lillard, but honestly, we knew it was coming. We've had months to get ready for it and we love Dame and wish him well. Um, okay. Uh, we got a text. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. Then, then, um, Dr. J said maybe to OKC for some of those first round picks they have. Holiday would be a great veteran leader for OKC's young team. You know, I would love, I would actually like, there's a couple players on OKC, like o- OKC, Oklahoma City has two players named, uh, Jaden Williams and they both kind of look alike. It's really weird. Um, I, I've probably talked about this before because I'm kind of like obsessed with how weird it is that they have two players with the same name who look very much alike, and but they're not related. Um, and those two guys are both awesome players that the Blazers would really benefit from having. They're big kind of like power forward type players. Um, one of them is better than the other one. It's kind of, That's a, a, another thing. So I would even take the second that... The worst, this, he's not bad. The other Jalen Williams or Jaden Williams, I'm not sure which. Um, either one of those guys I would take with, along with draft picks for um, Holiday. However, I don't think Holiday is going to OKC. Like he's a, Holiday is a veteran. He's 33. OKC is a young, very up-and-coming team. Like really, they're going to be stiff competition even this year. But I don't think they – I don't know. I don't think they need – Holiday, they have this guy Lou Dort who kind of plays like Holiday. I just, I'm not really sure that they they would take. I think it's going to be more like Miami, Philadelphia, Boston, like all the teams that are looking to try to play Damian Lillard and Giannis and play some defense. Because here's the thing: is Drew Holiday is really good at defending Damian Lillard. That's what's kind of interesting about this whole thing. Um, so, so a team that's looking to knock Milwaukee out of the playoffs would would want drew holiday um so i think that's where we're looking it's probably like it would be kind of ironic if we ended up trading holiday to to miami for like some of the same things they were offering for damian lillard and then but instead we got even more like the blazers are actually that came out really well in this whole thing um okay uh um and then uh okay Stevie Dix, good to hear from you, Stevie Dix. Uh, he's, he says, hey, hey, Stevie Dix here saying hi. Stevie Dix, uh, we, we, I, I don't think I've had a live show since the Burning Man show. Yeah, you know, it's like I got behind on a bunch of stuff because of that, that festival out in the desert. We had a really fun show where we sat around and, and recapped our Burning Man experiences. And, uh, Stevie Dix was here as were Pizza Johnny and, um, Mrs. Pizza Johnny and, um, anyways, uh, yeah, Burning Man was so fun, but then I got like completely slammed at work because of various things like, you, you know, it, and, uh, and that's why I didn't, haven't done a live show for two weeks. Um, okay, um, uh, this is Pizza Johnny texting in, says, Portland lets you throw rave parties in the park. I think this is, some advice. Oh wait, sorry. Let me get this. This is this is some advice that someone else sent before Pizza Johnny. So, um, let me put Pizza Johnny back on the shelf. This is uh, a text uh, that says, um, 
Uh, it says, my single straight female friends in their 30s and older have a very hard time dating right now. Okay. All right. When they find a b- boyfriend, turns out the guy is nice, cool, etc., but he's unattractive or a recovering addict or something effed up. Okay. Um, well, uh, I don't mean to, I, I, that's, that's a discouraging bit of news for this person, but I don't know, is this person, but maybe it's encouraging if this person, the person who texted in and was asking, they haven't answered about how they identify yet. So that's why, that's why I'm saying is like, so when you hear that, you're like, okay, well, if you're a single woman, then hearing this is discouraging. But if you're a single guy and you have stuff to offer, then you're like, wow, there's a, there's, there's all these great 30 something women who, uh, are having a hard time finding guys. I don't know. It, you know, there's, it's true. Everyone, everyone has their issues, you know, like, like, uh, and guys can be, it's, you know, guys can be really, uh, bad partners and and um if you're looking for a serious relationship it can really be hard to to find those people um anywhere you are like anywhere there's no place where it's like oh it's it's easy to find a partner you know like i would say like if you're a really outdoorsy person and you're a you're a woman um you go to these like outdoorsy towns and they're tense there's Usually if you go to like New York City, I don't know what the ratio is in Portland. I would imagine it's fairly even, but like you go to like metropolitan areas, the women outnumber the men in general. That's a generalization. But then you go out to like these outdoor Mecca places, like you go to say like Denver or, uh, you know, especially like small mountain towns in, uh, Bozeman, Montana, uh, you know, places like that, uh, and you find that there's a lot more guys than girls. <laughs> is that is that useful? Maybe not. Probably not. Probably not. I'm just I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I'm just trying to help. Um, okay. Uh, um, okay. This is uh, this is Pizza Johnny's advice. Okay. He says Portland lets you throw rave parties in the park. Pretty much almost nobody gets in trouble for consensual sex in public. <laughs> More glory holes and video booths per square mile than anywhere I've ever lived. There's plenty of nice things to say about Portland. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I do think that's true. Portland has like a very kinky side to it. And, um, I, you know, I'm, but it's part of what I love about doing this show because I get to interact with the kinky side. Like I, I, I don't, you know, I haven't stuck my wiener in a glory hole or anything, but I, I, I love when we have people on the show who have experience with that stuff and can share their experiences because it's very fascinating to me. And, and Portland does seem to have like this very like, uh, uh, libertine, um, side to it where it doesn't, Portland is known to have the most, uh, strip clubs per, capita of any city in america i believe that is still the fact here and uh i guess pizza johnny says they have more glory holes uh dr jane is a, he's texting in here uh, he knows something about glory holes um he says uh speaking of festivals in the desert i'm volunteering at a little festival in southern oregon i'm looking forward to getting a candy flip on okay we love so we this we've been we've been talking about basketball and and sex a little bit but we haven't really covered the drugs yet. 
Um, but now here we go. Bring on the drugs. Uh, candy flipping, for those of you who aren't aware of candy flipping, is uh, when you take LSD and Molly together. And uh, that's what he's talking about. And it's pretty enjoyable. Um, I, I did, that's, that was, that was, um, that was, uh, in Bur- at Burning Man, I candy flipped. Um, although it was more, more about the LSD than the Molly for me. Um, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good time. Uh, okay. Uh, assuming you know what you're doing. I mean, like, d- candy flipping is not for, like, the, the faint of heart. Like, if you've never done LSD or Molly, like, do them separately first. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay, this is, okay, this is, we, we got some more information from the, uh, person who was, um, seeking advice on being a single person in Portland, um, looking for a serious relationship. Um, he, he says, I identify as a straight man in my thirties. I read slash hear that Portland's dating scene is centered around polyamorous relationships or casual hookups, especially on the apps. Okay. That's an interesting observation. Um, I could see that being true. I could see that being true. However, I think as a single man in your 30s, as a straight single man in your 30s, I think there are women who are looking for serious relationships and, uh, and that you, uh, will be able to find them. Um, the, I, I really do believe that. I think that, um, I mean, just that other texter was just saying that, I, you know, maybe you should get in touch with the, the other texter was saying uh, that all of their friends, <laughs> their straight female friends in their 30s and older have a very hard time dating. So you guys just need to get together somehow. I mean, there, you know, the, uh, the apps, I, I, I don't know. I am too old and, and out of touch to have ever dated on the apps, but... There are different apps, you know, like Bumble, I understand is like, a, it, it kind of puts the, the, the decision making, early decision making power into the, the woman's hands. And so I would imagine on Bumble, most of the women on, on that place are looking for a, a relationship as opposed to just a hookup. Whereas like Tinder right here is more about just like getting, getting your groove on. Um, okay. But, but keep sending advice. Okay. We'll keep sending advice for this, uh, 30 something guy. Um, okay. Electromagnetic texts in and says, um, on the evening news today, the sportscaster said Lillard couldn't come to an agreement with Miami and wanted to stay in P town, but the Blazers GM said he was done with Lillard. Uh, I don't know about that. That sounds, someone said that on the, on the, I don't know. That, that sounds like hearsay to me. I, I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't have any inside information. It just sounds like Lillard, here's the thing. Lillard wasn't the one, Lillard's not the one who's negotiating anything. Like he's not, Lillard is, is not allowed to negotiate with Miami. So the idea that this sportscaster or whoever this person is would say that Lillard couldn't come to an agreement with Miami, that doesn't make sense because it's not up to him to come to an agreement. Um, and if he, if Lillard wanted to stay in Portland, I mean, the, the time had come for Lillard to leave. Like, like in a way, here's the thing to make an analogy. It was like Portland and Lillard couldn't need, there were, they were a relationship that kind of needed to break up like a year or two ago. 
but they just loved each other too much. Like if Damian Lillard's a superstar, we're a small town, everybody loves him. We just couldn't let go of him, even though it didn't really make sense to have him on this team of youngsters. Uh, he's really talented, um, but he's getting older and he needs to be with a championship level team. Um, but then basically Lillard is so loyal and he said he would stay in Portland. He was like, I'm, I'm ride or die. I'm staying in Portland. So it's almost like the Blazers general manager like did that thing where like he just acted like such a dick that Lillard had to break up with him. <laughs> and I don't mean he wasn't really that, but what they did was they, they drafted a, a, a super, st- like a, a very, they had, they had the number three draft pick and they drafted Scoot Henderson who plays the exact position that Damian Lillard does and he's, and he's a youngster. So it's basically like, you know, we're bringing in the new pup and you're the old dog, so get out of the house. And, and, uh, and so Lillard had to go. He, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that rumor that you heard. Um, anyways, uh, dating advice, um, uh, this is, this is Dr. J's dating advice. <laughs> so t- take this with a grain of salt, grain of Molly. Uh, he says, jump into the, the ethically non-monogamous and polyamorous pool and find that serious someone. Okay. Ethically non-monogamous. What does that mean? Ethically non-monogamous. I feel like that's a term that some people know what that means, but I don't. It has like a specific meaning. Ethically non-monogamous, meaning like you, you're not monogamous, but you're ethical about it. Like you're very open about it. You're like, I'm going to go sleep with this person. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, or, and or polyamorous pool. I don't know. It's like some people are into polyamory and some people aren't, you know? Like if you're not into it, it seems like a hard way to go like find a seri- find that serious someone. But, you know, I could see as a young person you're into polyamory, but then as you get older, like, and you're like, I want to settle down, then you then you find that serious someone. Um, okay, Stevie Dick says, I prefer the hippie flip. Wanted to do acid at the Burning Man, but forgot to make it happen. <laughs> it's funny how you, like, forget to do certain drugs when you're at Burning Man. Uh, I had wanted uh, – my plan was to try ketamine when I was there, and uh, then all the rain – like put a damper on that plan so i never did i never even tried ketamine i've never tried it every so many people taking ketamine these days i don't even know i I, i'm not sure but i've heard mixed things about it like some people are like all into it and then some people are like oh it's disassociative i don't really like it Uh, one thing i have heard about ketamine is it's like when you're when you're on it it's like you feel like you're walking in mud like you're because you're like sort of slow down and you're walking in mud and clumsy and here's the thing like when we were all at burning man in the rain that's how we felt we were we actually were walking in mud so i was like i don't know if i need to also take a drug that makes me feel like this too um anyways the hippie flip as doc as stevie Dix calls it is mushrooms and molly um which i've done that too uh i don't know why i i there's like i i I was my favorite mushroom experiences are just mushrooms and nothing else. I, I I'm a real purist about it. Like I don't really understand like the I'm gonna take some mushrooms and also, you know, smoke a whole bunch of weed and do some cocaine and you know like all, like mushrooms to me are like if you take a, if you're gonna really like trip out on mushrooms like they're just a solid drug all on their own. Um, 
so but then i but i i know that i i i can i can relate to the hippie flip um okay uh stevie dick says k ketamine is very wobbly it's good for some but not good for others <laughs> that's basically the deal with most drugs <laughs> they're good for some but not good for others um okay on that note, let's take a little break. Um, we, this was actually a really long first segment. I've, I was so excited to talk to everyone, I, I forgot to take a break. Um, but let's do it. Um, we uh, here's This is the tradition on Sex, Drugs, and Basketball. Is we like to play music from bands that are playing in town this week. Um, and w- uh, I have... There's a lot... Of, you know, it's really interesting. Some weeks I go... I, I, I sort of enjoy this... this uh, this part of preparing for the show as I look on the, the music calendar and see who's playing in town this week and see if there's bands that the music I want to play. And there are so many bands that I wanted to play songs from that are playing in town this week. So I think I won't even be able to play all of them, but, um, the, I don't even know where to start, but I think I'm going to start with Mac Sabbath. Okay. Like, I, I want to talk about this band anyways because I've never seen them, but uh, I love Black Sabbath. Absolutely love Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath no longer tours together, um, but there's a band apparently called Max Sabbath, which is playing at the Aladdin Theater on Sunday, and they dress up like McDonald's characters. Like the lead singer is is like looks like Ronald McDonald, sort of like like with it, and then then there's like. The guitarist looks like the Hamburglar, and but it's like a little bit, and then um, and then the bass player looks like the big um, the big purple like grape shake guy, and then the uh, <laughs> anyways the, they they but they, they they're sort of like they look a little bit like Guar, like their costumes are pretty elaborate, and so it's like a very like I'd say it's like Guar. But then their songs are kind of like Weird Al Yankovic if, if he was doing covers of Black Sabbath, um, if that makes sense. Because uh, they, yeah, like they, they, they play Black Sabbath songs, but they, they substitute the words to be like, like instead of Paranoid, they, their song is called Parabuns. <laughs> it's like songs about, I don't know, it kind of, sounds kind of silly, but it also sounds kind of fun. Anyways... I'm gonna play, uh, I'm gonna play a song of theirs, um, uh, this is their cover of Sweet Leaf, um, it's, but they call it Sweet Beef. <laughs> okay, this is Max Sabbath, if, if, uh, if you're curious, like, look them up on YouTube, you can see their, what they all look like. Max Sabbath playing Sunday night, Sunday night at the Aladdin. I didn't sleep all 
Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cascade Record Pressing. As the Northwest's only vinyl record manufacturing facility, Cascade is committed to serving Portland's independent recording artists and record labels. Cascade Record Pressing. Local manufacturing for local music. For more information, please visit CascadeRecordPressing.com. Okay, we are back. This is Sex, Drugs, and Basketball. If you're listening on September 28th, 2023, congratulations. You have tuned into a live broadcast of this radio show. Um, that was none other than Max Sabbath, the band, singing Sweet Beef. If you listen closely, I don't know how audible those lyrics were, but they were all about like, ordering a Big Mac. Like, it's a very odd concept they have here. But if I, I do encourage you, if you're interested in this band, look, go on YouTube and look up Max Sabbath because their, their outfits, like, they are so dedicated to looking like sort of like um, mutant versions of these McDonald's characters. I'm so, I don't understand how they are not sued by McDonald's, actually. They, the songs are all, like, are, um, are all praising mcdonald's food so maybe that's how they get away with it or it must be satire or something but they um 
then but they they are actually good at reproducing the black sabbath song sound which i love i love those guitars for black sabbath so uh i you know i i'm i'm like thinking about going on sunday night i'm i'm like sort of wavering uh usually on sunday night i'm kind of tired but the nice thing about the aladdin theater is that they have nice seats so like this is such an old older version of myself thing to say but I wouldn't mind just like sitting and watching this band without having to stand <laughs> the whole time. Uh, anyways, uh, that sounds like a fun night out. Um, okay. Uh, we, we've gotten some great texts. I want to encourage you to keep texting the show. Okay. Um, if you have anything to say at all, or if right now you don't have something to say, but you think you like, you, you, you probably will if you stay tuned. Like, there's something you'll want to, like, just throw a text on. Just put this number in your phone, okay? Just so you have it. 971-220-5979. That's 971-220-5979. Um, you can text us anything. No text is too stupid. We're always looking for jokes. Funny or not, <laughs> send your jokes in. Um... We have been talking about the Damian Lillard trade if you want to talk about basketball, but we've also been moving on to sex. Uh, we have a, a, uh, a man in his thirties who I feel like you recently moved to Portland, but maybe that's, maybe I'm conjecturing this. Anyways, is looking for advice on how to find a serious relationship in Portland. He, he's discouraged because he keeps reading that Portland is like everyone's into polyamory and casual sex here. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I, 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 you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of that in Portland, but there's also people looking for serious relationships here. I will say that like there just are like there's there. And if you're a guy looking for a serious relationship, um, you know, I encourage you to put yourself out there. Uh, okay. Um, but if you have advice for this, this guy, um, I'm trying to think of something useful that I can say. I feel like I haven't, I mean, I, I, I think it's really good to go to cultural events. Uh, if you want to meet some like serious, like women, uh, the fact is women tend to read more than, uh, men. And, uh, I think reading is a really important hobby for people. And a lot of people don't do it now. But there's a lot of good events centered around reading and and books uh, that you can meet people at. So go to readings at Powell's Bookstore. All like all the great authors in in America go to read at Powell's Books. Uh, go to storytelling shows. That's what that's a big uh, thing that I love to do in Portland. There's the uh, the Moth. There's the Back Fence storytelling series. There's the Seven Deadly Sins series. There's there's always uh, and or comedy shows go just you know get out of the house is what, what like it's my I do encourage you there's lots of, there's things going on in Portland it's why I honestly do think it's a good place to meet someone um, I get it that people maybe are just looking for casual stuff but I feel like but I feel like you're gonna find your you're gonna find your relationship whoever you are <laughs> um, okay anyways uh, tater tot texted in and said um Good to hear from you. Uh, uh, Tater Tot is, uh, wait, want to make sure, uh, okay. 
This is t- I, I sorry I missed your earlier text, but uh, I'm getting to it now. It says, "Hey gang, it's Tater Tot, ethnic, eth, eth, ethic, ethical." I was going to read it as ethnic. I think you mean ethical non-monogamy. Just means you aren't focused solely, emphasis on solely, on sleeping around. You don't open up your relationship to sleep around. You open up your relationship to have more relationships. Uh, that's what they're saying. And then, and then Tatershot says, I guess, whatever. I guess it's subjective. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to come see Max Sabbath, but I can't make the trip from Washington. Oh, you're listening in Washington, Tater Tot? That's, that's important information. So are you listening online from where are, or are you in just in, where do you mean? Are you just in Vancouver? Um, yeah, Max Sabbath seems like a fun band to see, although I'm, I'm like a little confused, like, uh, and then, okay. And then, uh, Tater Tot says the best Sabbath cover band I ever saw is called Bastards of Reality. Uh, if you ever have the opportunity, it's a don't miss show. Yeah, cover bands when they're good can be like really damn good. Um I I mean Black Sabbath was touring up until I guess they stopped touring in 2017 maybe. I went and saw them. They they were playing uh they they kind of announced that it was the final tour for Black Sabbath and um cuz uh Tony Iommi was sick, although I hear Ozzy's not doing so well now either. Anyways, uh it was amazing. It was I I love Black Sabbath. Uh great live band. Um but now yeah, the cover bands are 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 fun too. Um okay. Uh uh Electromagnetic texted it and said, uh oh this is about the sport oh, this is saying about the sportscaster saying the sportscaster ca- seems to be right. Oh, okay. I'm you're you're <laughs> you're disputing my take. Uh, the sport, the, anyways, this person says the sportscaster seems to be right. Lillard wrote a letter to Portland on Instagram a few hours ago. Okay, I haven't seen this, so, uh, here's the quote. This is the quote from Lillard. I'm trusting Electromagnetic to get it right. It says, I do believe a day will come where I put on a Blazers uniform again, and hopefully by then I'll be forgiven for breaking your hearts along with my own. I don't, I, honestly, I don't think, can I just be honest with you, electromagnetic, magnetic? I don't, there's a lot of fake quotes floating around, uh, the internet. And I honestly don't, I, I could be wrong. Okay. I will, I, you know, I will be, I will admit if I'm wrong, but I, I follow Damian Lillard really quote closely. And that just does not seem like something that he actually said. Um, he just isn't the kind of guy to, say that kind of stuff um so uh tell be like be, be I, I don't know i i guess i'm I, I will i will admit i'm wrong if th- that really is something he said but that doesn't seem like a damian lillard quote to me um and it, it feels i don't know it just feels there's the the weird thing about sports i will say is like if you go on twitter there are entire accounts that are devoted to creating fake sports stories just because they get clicks. Like, it's a whole thing. So I, so, so you'll you'll see that. And every this the Damian Lillard is definitely the hot sports story. So I'm just I'm, I don't know I'm I just am skeptical of that quote. It doesn't seem like a sentiment Damian Lillard would express. But I could be wrong. I just I'll be surprised if if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, okay. 
Well, uh, keep your texts coming, uh, 971-220-5979. Um, well, I do want to tell you, uh, by the way, uh, please follow us on Instagram. We have, uh, we have an Instagram page, uh, I, I was just talking about how everything's fake on Instagram. <laughs> Not everything is. Um, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go read this letter. I, that, that makes me think of it. I'm gonna take a break. Uh, and I'm gonna go read this, and and I will I'll do a little research during the break, and I'll tell you the, I'll I'll get to the bottom of it. Okay, electromagnetic. Um, you may be right. I may be wrong. Um, let me also say you are listening to X-ray FM at KXRY Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM, streaming online everywhere at X-ray.fm, as well as. Broadcasting on the coast at 91.7 in Wheeler, Manzanita, Rockaway, and Nehalem. Shout out to the coast. Um, okay, we're going to take a little break, uh, and then we'll come back and do the second hour of Sex, Drugs, and Basketball. Thank you, everyone, for texting us. Uh, let's, uh, let's, get, let's just go crazy in that second hour. Just text us whatever you damn well please. We'll read it on the airwaves. Um, okay. This is a band called Fox Medicine that are playing uh, Friday night at Turn, 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 Turn. They're playing uh, on a bill with Flying Caravan, Omnix, and Heirloom. Um, whoa, did you hear that dog bark? Um, anyways, uh, uh, I like this band, Fox Medicine. Uh, I like Turn, Turn, Turn. So um, I thought I'd play them. They're playing Friday night. Um Let's do it.
Luke. Hello, hello, hello. We are back with Sex, Drugs, and Basketball. Um, we played two songs there by um, Fox Medicine because I was uh, busy researching uh, this bit of news that Electromagnetic had sent. And first of all, let me just say, Electromagnetic, if you're still listening, I stand corrected. You were right. I was wrong. Uh, I was I was so sort of when you I read the quote that you had pulled from his thing, which turns out here's the thing. The reason that break was so long was that I went on Instagram to go read this letter that Damian Lillard had wrote. It was like six or seven full Instagram screens of dense text that he had written. So it was like. It's unlike him to, it was a very like emotional letter about thank you and, uh, and, and his whole thing about, I, he really like, he really put his heart on his sleeve. That wasn't the kind of stuff I'm used to reading from Damien Lillard. So, um, when I said that I thought it was fake, I, I was just like totally surprised. So, um, you were right. Uh, that, that is how he signed his, that's the end of the letter. Like I picture him like in tears writing this letter. It's so like he says, I do believe a day will come when I put on a Blazers uniform again. And hopefully by then I'll be forgiven for breaking your hearts along with my own. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, I sometimes I just want to say to people, especially young people who like the Internet is not reality you know like like Damian Lillard like he seems to be taking this really personally that there's fans that are mad at him for requesting a trade and stuff but that's just people online you know they're venting stuff and I just don't believe that most Blazers fans are really that upset or hold a grudge with Damian Lillard like I I I could almost guarantee you when he comes back to Portland to play as a buck like he will get a huge like ovation like everyone will cheer for him like there's not going to be boos from any like serious amount of people at that at the no it's not going to happen um so uh I just think he I just feel bad for him that he thinks like people are like he needs to be forgiven for anything like that's ridiculous that's my message for to Dame is like you don't no you don't you don't need to ask for forgiveness from the fans like he gave everything he had to the to Portland did, he did nothing wrong for Portland at all um, okay um, uh, this is uh, this is someone texting in uh, about the ketamine talk okay uh, saying um, your ketamine talk has me reflecting on a better time when a drug called meth Methoxetamine. I think I'm reading that right. Methoxetamine was available. Ever hear of it? No, I have never heard of it. It was like a warmer, gentler ketamine that you could order for super cheap online and have it USPS to your house. Had some roommates in the early 2010s that were big into buying designer drugs off the internet and of the multitude that... Uh, I tried. MXE was definitely the standout. Signed, undateable recovering addict. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good. That was a good text. Um, just in case you're considering texting this show, you don't have to text such such a, a well written, well thought out text as that. I really appreciate that one. Um, 
but texting us that was like a very uh i'm just saying like don't be intimidated by long texts with the narrative and just text whatever you want. You can just text a few words and I'll read them. <laughs> um, anyways, this person what told a very interesting story about a drug called methoxetamine. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. He called it then he, they called it MXE. Um, and that's interesting. I would love to hear about designer drugs in the early 2010s. I'm I'm like picturing that you buy it on the Silk Road. Does that still exist? The Silk Road was like this dark web place where people could could buy drugs um uh yeah i never tried i don't know what mxc is um but uh, i think that's funny that you call yourself an undateable recovering addict i mean recovering addicts are totally dateable i don't i i would date a recovering addict if i was single <laughs> um okay um okay uh houseboat couple oh this is the houseboat couple they they live um on a houseboat, uh, they want to come to Slingshot Lounge, but Mrs. Houseboat is shy about introduction. Would that make her cuck if we came and she didn't present herself? Would that make her a cuck? No. No. A cuck. <laughs> I think that's such a weird word, that a cuck. Uh, but I know what you're talking about. I think you're just... Uh, no, come on over. I mean, you know, you don't have to introduce yourself. I, I would count myself as an extrovert, like there's introverts and extroverts, and I like meeting strangers, I like talking to people, I'm not like, you know, I like to be by myself and get left alone sometimes too, but like in general, I'm very social, the idea of meeting someone is kind of exciting to me, but I also know, uh, like my wife for instance, I'm married to an introverted person, like uh, some people are introverted and the idea of meeting new people isn't really that appealing. And I, I get that too. It's like, you know, um, but the reason I bring that up is like when I was doing this, re- I, I realized that I was an extrovert when I, um, during the pandemic, right? Like we were all sitting in our houses and I think there were some people was like kind of at least the beginning part of it was, was somewhat enjoyable to them. They were just like, I don't have to go out. I don't have to socialize. I just hang out at home. And, but then for me, it, it, it was really, really agitating and hard because I like socializing. I like just walking around and looking at people and going out. I love parties. I love live music, sports events. And it, 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 so those kind, it, it was really difficult for me. Um, and I, so I, when I was doing this radio show, I was doing it in my closet. Um, and it was really helpful to me. Um, to be able to like talk to people just even over this, even, you know, people listening to the show who were texting in and we would do phone calls a lot cause I was in my closet. Um, and then, but then what I said was as soon as this pandemic's over, I'm, I'm, I'm going out to a bar. We're going to do this show from a bar where I can just like, people can stop by and I can do the show and I can look at people. And even if they're not even aware I'm doing the show, uh, at least I'm not sitting in my closet talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh that's why I bring it up. Um anyways, and it's been a, it's been really fun. So ever since I've been doing the show at the Slingshot Lounge, people who have been texting the show, some of them for who've been texting for like a long time, like years and stuff that I've never met, they just were texting the show. They would come by the Slingshot Lounge and I've met so many people um 
who I just only knew through that they were texting the show, and, and that's always fun for me. I like I like that. So I'd love to meet the houseboat couple, but um, I also understand there's different personality types. Um, uh, um, anyways, uh, this uh, person um, text. Oh, this is the person who was asking for um, relationship advice, saying uh, I appreciate all the feedback and recommendations. I go to a lot of music shows and do volunteer work on occasion. I work at a prominent local business and meet a lot of women, but I stay professional at work despite my colleagues assuming clients flirt with me. Oh, I'm rel- I'm relatively a shy person, so I just don't know how to proceed sometimes. Yeah. I mean, social interactions can be difficult. Uh, I know that some people like feel anxious around them and, um, but you know, there's, uh, that that's understandable. That's just that's that's the way it is. I f- I think there's like, there are like you know there's like certain social, um, social traditions that that are that are made to like help people, you know, talk to each other and and like square dancing for instance. I went to a I went to a party recently that had a square dance and it was like it was so like kind of old fashioned and fun. Like we were all, we was in a barn and, and it's just a good way to kind of get everyone to sort of loosen up and, and look at each other in the, in the face and, and you sort of get to know people and talk to them. Um, so like, like dancing thing, like those kind of things are kind of like, it sounds like you, you seem like, and I'm just judging this off of, uh, three text messages he sent. So I don't really know you, but you seem like, um, a, like a very professional, serious person. Like you're looking for a serious relationship. You're not really looking for what I think a lot of men, frankly, are looking for, which is just like um, some companionship and fooling around. Like you want, you want a serious relationship. And so, I, th- I, I, th- it just sounds like. Um, but it also sounds like you have a certain amount of like social anxiety. So, uh, and I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into things but i would suggest like things that that have like a built-in socializing component to them like uh you know like if you go to music shows they don't really have built-in socializing components to them because you have to you can go to a music show by yourself and never talk to anyone at a music show and that would be perfectly normal um but like maybe go like trivia nights or um you know, uh, I do recommend like the, the storytelling shows or some things where there's like sort of breaks and people are actually talking to each other. Like, uh, there's trivia nights are really, I think really cool. I'm just thinking of ways that you can like meet people and talk to them. Those are, that's what it sounds like to me. I, I, I'm skeptical of the apps in terms of how they're like getting into serious relationships. But you know what? There's a lot of people that do meet serious relationships through the apps. So I wouldn't give up on those. I think there must be an app that isn't all about just hooking up in polyamory. You just have to find that one. Like, isn't there something where it's like you just meet for lunch or something? <laughs> isn't that? Um, okay. Uh, anyways, uh, th- there's, there's my advice that it's not worth that much because I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. This is... Uh, oh, this is Pizza Johnny text and says, you guys, I promise I'm going to do some drugs this weekend so that we'll have something better uh, to talk about next Thursday. 
<laughs> okay. Are you suggesting what we're talking about is not a good thing to talk about? I've been I've been enjoying the conversation. Um but I, I appreciate that. Uh do do uh you know do some drugs and tell us about it. Um uh oh this is Pizza Johnny says, I recommend that our shy friend here eats some MDMA at at a warehouse party. Okay. You know what? That's not a terrible piece of advice. Uh <laughs> the drugs will definitely facilitate conversation with strangers. This is a quarter of a century of experience talking. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, drugs are not, here's my, my attitude towards drugs, and we love to talk about drugs on this show, but I don't think drugs are like, the, it, there's no such thing as a free lunch with a drug, you know, like, it, you do a drug and it, it can, it can make you feel great and awesome and everything, but like, it's not going to solve all your problems. Like sometimes, so it can help you, it can help you enjoy certain events and it can make you a little more uninhibited so you, that you meet people. Um, but you know, I, I'm just, I, you know, I don't want to just come across like I'm totally advocating for drug use. That said, um, MDMA, if you know its source and it's really good, is like a really joyful, easy drug to take. You don't really have to be that experienced with it. And it can make you really like, you know, it, it can help you get over a lot of social anxiety. I like raves. If raves are your thing, you know that I I don't know. I'm not a big rave guy, honestly. Like I've never really like spent a lot of time at a rave. Like, maybe that's just because I'm older. But there's like live music events and stuff. Like that doesn't mean I don't like MDMA. Um, okay, uh, good 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 recommendation though, Pizza Johnny. Uh, uh, Okay, um, Tater Tot. Oh, it's Tater Tot again. Uh, said, um, wait, let me see. Uh, t- Arthur, it's Tater Tot again. I haven't listened in a while and was wondering if you have talked at all about the writer's strike, if it personally affected your work at all. Um, you know, I have talked about it a little bit. Um, and it, it, you know, it has not affected my work as much as a lot of people, I know a lot of writers. I work at, if you, I work in the film industry. I'm a doc, I'm, I mostly work in documentary. So, um, those documentaries are by and large not affected by the writer's strike. Um, so, and I also work with, um, South Park Studios, the, the, the guys that make the TV show South Park. And, South Park is not a union show. I, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure why it's not, how they, how they are not, but it's mostly written by Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Um, they have one other guy, Vernon, who writes with them, but, uh, so they, they, like, they're in production right now. Um, so, uh, in fact, the episode they're doing, uh, for South Park is kind of, there's a lot of writer strike stuff on it, so, watch the new episode of South Park it'll be you'll you'll learn what they think about the whole thing um anyways uh i i'm glad that the writer strike appears to be over though there there's i'm sure there's stuff still to w- get worked out and um i think you know there's a lot of strikes now there's a there's a um auto strike going on auto worker strike it's basically the reality is there are a, a lot of these CEOs and management people at these companies uh whether they're they're movie executives or executives in the auto industry are making crazy money right now like 
you know, $30 million a year, 40, like, like that's ridiculous. Like what's going on? So I, I think there's, I, I, at its core, I don't really think that's what the specific demands are, but I think that's what's pissing people off, right? Is that audio executives are making 40 times what, uh, or yeah, something like that. What they're, what they're, what they're, you know, entry level workers are or something. It's just, it's just way out of skew. It's way, there's, there's, it's too out of skew. So in that sense, I support like the, like, I don't know, I don't know how we get back to like less wealth inequality in this country, but those things need to happen. That's, I, I fully, fully believe that. And there's ways for it to happen. Like that's, America is, is built on that kind of thing that we can, we can, it, it doesn't, we don't have to burn it all down in order to, you know, proper like taxation and all that stuff. Anyways, why am I talking about this? <laughs> um, you asked me, Tater Tot, you asked me. Um, uh, okay, uh, Tater Tot also said, uh, oh, I lost Tater Tot's thing. Um, uh, oh, Tater Tot, okay. Tater Tot also said, um, Kroger is dead to me. They want like $5.39 for a bag of tots now. <laughs> that was the original thing that Tater Tot was texting about was Tater Tots at Kroger. Okay, good to know, good to know. And then Tater Tot also said, so I read a thing. Tater Tot's really uh, lugubrious tonight. Is that the word? He's got a lot of words to say. Uh, Tater Tot says, so I read a thing about how drinking to black out doesn't make you forget what happened. Rather, your brain never makes the memories in the first place. Oh, that's an interesting... Uh, and then the Tater Tot says, so... This is what happens every time I use cannabis. I have very little recollection. Does anyone have a similar experience or recommend a specific product to avoid memory loss? Because when I drink, I can at least recall my evening. Wow. That's pretty wild. You're saying that you actually forget things when you, um, when you, Wow. You forget things when you, um, when you smoke cannabis that, that doesn't happen to me at all. Uh, but that's, I, or it's not that you forget. It's that you never remember them in the first place. The only thing I would sort of dispute about that is like sometimes if, and I haven't been blackout drunk that many times, but there have been times when I've woken up in the morning and sort of forgotten what happened. And then someone reminds me and I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that. And so that sort of goes against your theory that you never remembered it. It's like you're so, but maybe if you're really blackout. Anyways, that's an interesting topic. Um, okay, Tater Tot, last Tater Tot. <laughs> tater Tot uh, text says, nice, Pizza Johnny. I love the idea of using sex drugs and basketball as a reason to do drugs. I heard this week that everyone that everyone does mushrooms to get through the long winters. I tried drinking through COVID, but that didn't work. I don't know if everyone does mushrooms, but a lot of people are doing mushrooms in Portland right now. I, I've, I've noted that. Um, okay. Uh, this is, okay. This is the person who had single female friends that were having a hard time dating. Um, and then there's a, they said square dancing with like four exclamation points. I'm fascinated. Please tell me more. Who did you go with? Were you forced to square dance in school? Did you, kn- did you know the moves? 
were you square dancing on drugs? Okay, lots of good questions. Uh, I was at, I was at a party out, it was out in Newburgh at a bar. In fact, actually, I will say, if you go, we, we have an Instagram page, sex, drugs, basketball, all one word. Go to our Instagram page and look at the, the post that I posted tonight was a picture of the barn where I was square dancing. It was on Sunday night. Um, it was a, it was like a rap party for a production, a music production that was that like a touring production in town and they just had this party out in a barn sort of like 40 minutes outside of town and they had a uh they had some food trucks and they had a like a a, you know square dancing band like four piece fiddle bass guitar you know and then they had a woman who was like calling out the the you know swing your partner around and and she kind of taught us the moves we were all pretty bad at it but um Yes, I had, I did square dance in school a little bit. I just, I, I, I'm not saying that there's that many opportunities to square dance in Portland, but as I was doing it, and I may have smoked a little weed, but I wasn't like on drugs there, no. Um, but, uh, the, the, basically, um, the, I, I was thinking like, this square dancing, like it really serves a purpose. Like it's just, it's just a way for people to get together and sort of meet and get to like, if you just told everybody they had to square dance when they first got together as a group, like it's just a way to kind of everybody just kind of let loose. It's very like, you know, I don't know. I thought it was kind of beautiful. Um, okay. Uh, enough about that. Um, uh, this is, uh, the person who was saying, um, Oh, talking about mushrooms says, I like mushrooms and sex. Triple exclamation point. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Mushrooms and sex. It it depends. Like if you're really tripping, I don't, I, I, I remember one time I was really tripping and, uh, it was like, it was too much for me to, I kind of, I guess I did like it. Um, anyways, uh, (laughs) um, uh, this is, uh, this, then they text ha wait till after the tool the tool show pizzas and i will definitely have a story or two oh this is uh stevie dicks oh sorry i didn't realize it was stevie dicks who said that um you guys are going to tool is that what you said when is the tool show you guys are you guys doing serious drugs for that um uh okay um uh this is uh pizza johnny said um uh this would be the catalyst um, okay. I think he's following up on the MDMA advice that he was giving to this relatively shy person. I don't know if, like, apologies if we've kind of misidentified your personality type. It's only based on the three texts you sent. Um, but I, I, we appreciate you asking for advice. <laughs> so we're doing our best to give it to you. Um, you, you obviously, like, can take all of this with a grain of salt. Um, Anyways, Pizza Johnny is saying uh, that taking MDMA would be the catalyst to have that breakthrough moment where you work your way through social anxiety, and it and it won't fix it forever, but it might introduce you to a bunch of new friends. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, Pizza Johnny says, I have a decent tolerance for alcohol and a huge tolerance for weed. But specifically, the combination of edibles and liquor makes me black out. 
Sometimes that means not remembering going to bed, and other times it means peeing in the cat box instead of the toilet. <laughs> you really did that? You peed in the litter box? Um, wow. And But that means if you... That's interesting. So Pizza Johnny, who's a very experienced drug taker, he has the combination of edibles and liquor makes him black out. So, yeah, everybody has different reactions to different combinations of drugs. So, I mean, it's not there's nothing wrong with it. You, the, I mean, the the thing to do is which drugs work best for you, you know? Like like there might be a, like I'm not I don't actually like MDMA as much as a lot of people do. Like, um, like when I was at, when I was at Burning Man, like the, that was, at, people were doing MDMA left and right. I was, I was more interested in like mushrooms and LSD. Like though I just was enjoying that more. I feel like, yeah, I, I, my thing with MDMA is like, for, I, I often don't feel that great the next day afterwards. Like I, I have a really good time on it, but then the next day I, I'll feel like kind of cold and like, just, just like a little fried. And so, uh, I, I don't, I, I, I don't do it as often as a lot of my friends do. Um, okay. Uh, tool is playing, um, October 19th. Uh, okay. At, at the Moda center. Is that what we're talking about? Um, tools, a good band to see live. Uh, that is some loud, like powerful music. Um, Okay, cool. Well, good to know. Speaking of which, let's take another break. We always love to play bands that are, that play in town, uh, this week. And there's so many good bands that are playing. Um, let's see, uh, just like in his example, Billy Strings is playing, uh, at the Moda Center Friday and Saturday night. Like, everyone's been talking about Billy Strings and how great he is. Uh, he's playing two nights at the Moda, Moda Center. Um, Metal Church is playing with Coven at Bassanova Ballroom on Friday. If you like some like hair metal, let me just let me just play. This is I'm not going to play a whole song of Metal Church, but but they that's like some like solid 80s hair metal kind of stuff. Here we go. This is Metal Church. Taking a while to get to the start here. Um, they kind of harken back to like 80s metal to me. Trying to get to the part where they just. Okay, here we go. Ready? Bring it on. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's Metal Church for you. Oh, yeah, this is. You gotta hear the. This is the singer. Anyways, that, that Metal Church reminds me of bands I used to see in the 80s. They're playing at Bassanova Ballroom. And then, um, and, uh, Billy Strings. I'll play a Billy Strings song. This is, this is, um, Billy Strings, uh, singing with, um, Willie Nelson. Okay. This is a song called California Sober. 
um, Billy String singing with Willie Nelson. Well, I used to like to ramble with my good time friends and neighbors. Now I'd rather lie awake in bed. And I don't get to acting mean when I keep my buzzes clean and keep the hard stuff in the whiskey from my head. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Spielman Bagels and Coffee.
Support for X-Ray FM comes from Spielman Bagels and Coffee. Opened by Rick Spielman and his son Raph, Spielman has been serving handmade boiled and baked bagels and coffee since 2011. Their flagship store can be found on Southeast 21st and Division, or find one of their other shops on Northwest 23rd and Lovejoy, Northeast 22nd and Broadway, or in Multnomah Village. Hello, hello, hello. We are back with more sex, drugs, and basketball. If you were listening on September the 28th, 2023, welcome to a live broadcast of this show. We're broadcasting live from the Slingshot Lounge, the beautiful Slingshot Lounge um, in Southeast Portland. We're only here for another 18 minutes or so, um, but uh, you still have plenty of time to text in. Not that much time, okay? Don't Don't like think that you shouldn't send your text right now. Just go ahead and write that text. Send it off, okay? We still haven't gotten any jokes this week. Uh, um, uh, okay, uh, that was Billy Strings, and uh, Pizza Johnny texted, Billy Strings has a song with Willie Nelson called California Sober. That's pretty catchy. Well, think alike, Pizza Johnny. Uh I had, I, that was the song that I queued up before I even saw your text. Um, but, uh, um, then someone else texted, uh, nice metal church. You pronounced Coven. Oh, I pronounced it. I supposed to be Coven. Coven, like a Canadian. You're supposed to say Coven, like a witch's coven. Oh, I said Coven. Uh, is, I don't know that band, so I don't know how to pronounce it, but I feel like there was, a, I mean, there's an amazing documentary called American Movie that he's making a movie called, I thought it was called Coven. He calls the movie Coven, but maybe it's Coven. Anyways, they're playing with Coven, not Coven, <laughs> I guess. I was pronouncing it like COVID. Uh, just waiting for a band that's going to call itself COVID-19, right? Um Okay, well, keep your text coming. If you would like to join the conversation, text us at 971-220-5979. That's 971-220-5979. Um, and then uh, someone said, uh, hey, uh, what was the band before Billy Strings you played? The Ice Cream Truck song. Um, I think that was Fox Medicine. Like it was, that was... Uh, um, ice cream truck song. Uh, I think you, I think you were talking about Penny Trucks by Fox Medicine. Um, uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Fox Medicine. I don't know if they're a local band, but they're playing at, um, Turn, Turn, Turn on, uh, Friday night, I believe. Um, like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bands that are playing in town. Um, there's a, there's, um, uh, metal church, as we were saying, and then there's a band, uh, there's Max Sabbath that we were playing, uh, oh, this is, this was kind of funny, I was like, wow, uh, this band, the band that plays, um, this song is playing in town this week. This classic of like, I mean, when this song came out so long ago, this, it's the time can you believe it? That's the zombies. They're they're playing um, at the Aladdin Theater. Um, 
<laughs> I've like <laughs> it's like it doesn't sound very good. Um Hold <laughs> on. Trying to turn this off. Uh Okay. Uh this the zombies. <laughs> they're playing uh they're playing at the Aladdin 2 uh on Tuesday night. So Max Sabbath is playing on Sunday night then the zombies I feel like that's the only song that everybody knows by the zombies. There must be other songs, but that's like, I feel like when they play that song, everyone's gonna like freak out and be like, that's why we came. Um, then also, uh, uh, the other bands, like I wrote them down. There's so many, so many good bands. Oh, Sweet and Juicy is playing at, um, Mississippi Pizza. So the reason I bring them up, uh, uh, is they, they um they dress up like fruit and vegetables or mostly fruit um but uh this is them this is their song it's called eat sleep f we're on fire <laughs> i feel it now they're playing at like <laughs> at uh mississippi pizza Let's on monday night They're sort of a funny show. Like they, they, um, they dress up like, like bananas and grapes and stuff. <laughs> I heard about them because they played at the Oregon Country Fair. Um, anyways, I could keep going down the list if you want. Um, and, uh, okay. Um, but please text me if you have any, if you have any, uh, questions or, or anything else we've been talking about. Tonight we've been talking about Damian Lillard, uh, going, the big trade that's been our basketball discussion tonight and then also we had a guy who probably isn't listening anymore but uh he was asking for advice uh about being single and looking for a meaningful relationship in portland um i think we gave him like uh, some somewhat good advice but probably not probably not the best advice he's ever gonna get pizza johnny told him to take mdma and go to a rave not, not terrible advice. I'll say it's like I've, but, but maybe, but I, I, you know, could, could be useful to this person, could, could not be useful at all. <laughs> um, I told him to go square dancing. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, some, uh, anybody else have some advice? Um, uh, okay, uh, Otherwise, we still haven't gotten, oh, uh, this is, uh, someone texting in because we were, I was talking about the documentary American Movie. Uh, really is a great, if you, ha- if you're looking for like a really interesting documentary and you like kind of stoner, like heavy metal, uh, Midwestern America stuff, like the American Movie, it's like so funny. It's this guy, it's this guy, Mark Borchard, who he, he's trying to make this movie that called coven i think or i was pronouncing it coven but it's like this short horror movie and it's just about him trying to make this movie and get it made and it's so good it's just very funny he's he's a great character um it's kind of hard to find that movie honestly like there's there's certain movies that like are you know you can just get them but i've i was trying to watch american movie the other day and it was really hard to track down um so I don't, maybe it's on YouTube or something. Anyways, this person texted said, American movie is the best doc ever, but it's actually humorous that, uh, he mispronounces the name of his own movie. Oh, maybe, maybe that's, so he pronounces it Coven too. 
and makes fun of it when questioned. Like, no, that would rhyme with oven. Oh, maybe that's a scene in the movie. <laughs> he's So he's questioned. Like, no, that would rhyme with oven. But yeah, that actually is, that's actually how it's pronounced. And coven is the movie. Coven the movie is epic, as is Coven the band. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, we've we've really gotten into this. So, yeah, may I? I've been I haven't seen American movie in a long time. I've I've watched it at least twice, and I wanted to watch it a third time, and uh, I I was having trouble finding it. Um, but um, but it, it's really worth a watch. It's like so. It's this guy, and he's just like. He's great. He's just really salt to the earth trying to make a movie. He really wants to make a horror movie and he doesn't have that much money. He works as a janitor, um, at, uh, at, at like a state park. It's, it's like he lives in Wisconsin or, or, um, Michigan. I can't remember which. And then he's getting his uncle to like invest in the movie and his uncle is just like so, his uncle is like this old guy who, who I think died before the end of the documentary. And sorry, there's spoiler alert there. Um, but he's just so not into the movie, but like Mark is so passionate about getting it made. I just love that movie. So fun to watch. Um, uh, okay. Oh, the, the person, uh, who was asking for feedback and, uh, advice about being single, uh, said he's still here and he appreciates it all and gave a little smiley face emoji. Uh, okay. Oh, good. I was worried that our advice was so bad that you just like had to change the channel. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, this is, uh, oh yeah, this is, um, uh, said, uh, this person is talking about the advice seeker says, I don't remember the advice seeker saying that he's shy. So the rave advice is off the mark. Um, yeah, I was, the thing is that, um, we were, I don't know why we were assuming that he was shy. There was something about his text that suggested that he was shy, but we may have been reading too much into it. Um, so I don't, I don't, uh, anyways, uh, but, um, uh, they also say also what 5% of people ever like also what 5% of people even like that music slash scene. <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean by 5%. But yeah, the, it's do you mean that only 5% of people like that music? Like rave music is like a, you know, it's some people like it. I I tend to think I keep thinking if I do the right drugs, I'll be really into rave music. Like I have this like image that that I'll be like I'll I'll be on a certain drug and I'll I'll go see a DJ and I'll just be like, "Oh my god, I get it, man. I understand what's going on with all these ravers and stuff." But I don't it's, it hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> I I'm always like, I get it. Like sometimes I did see a DJ when I was at Burning Man actually. They have a there's all the music at Burning Man is DJ stuff. It's like there's there's it's there's a few live musicians, but it's mostly DJs. And there was one DJ that I was really impressed with, um, but it probably was just the drugs I was. <laughs> For the most part, I like live music. I, I I still I don't really get everyone standing in front of a DJ kind of doing their thing, but I know that that's what people. There's there, I think it's a lot of people like doing that. I don't even know if I'm I'm. We're talking about two different things. Like a rave is actually a different social event than a DJ thing. I think. 
Anyways, um, okay, uh, this is the advice that, um, Tater, wait, who is this? Uh, Tater Tot, I think. Uh, Tater, yes, this is Tater Tot. Uh, Tater Tot says, get it, get a case of Labatt Blue before watching American movie. Love it, love it, love it. Labatt Blue is, that's some Canadian beer. He's not, is he Canadian? Maybe that's why he pronounces it Coven. Yeah, I'm now remembering that there's a whole discussion that he, mispronounces the name of his movie (laughs) it's a very funny movie it's like a very sincerely beautiful documentary um okay uh pizza johnny says you know if everybody liked it it wouldn't be called underground dance music would it (laughs) that is certainly true that is he's got a point there uh um um okay uh this is that person who was saying uh said uh, this was their comment because I misread it. It says also like what question mark, maybe 5% of people even like that music scene. And then pizza Johnny's response to that was, well, if everybody liked it, it wouldn't be called underground music. Yeah. I, you know, like the, the person who was looking for advice, it doesn't seem like they're much of a raver, but I, you know, again, we only read a few of their texts. Um, Okay, uh, Tater Tot texted and said, has the guy who needs dating advice seen uh, the data for how people meet these days? Hmm. Everyone meets on the apps, right? Like everyone 20 years ago, like everyone, period. 20 years ago, people dated their subordinates. <laughs> um, you mean at work they dated their subordinates? Um, okay, well... Um, uh, yeah, that, that, um, Wait, are you <laughs> hi, I'm doing the radio show. Yeah. Do you want to say hi? Come on over. Um, we just, we, yeah, we just had someone come by. Yeah, yeah, please. We, we've actually have a seat. We're only, we've only got a few minutes, but I'll turn on the, um, just don't remember not to swear. Yes, I I, I can do that. I, okay. I grew up in Catholic school, so I'll be all right. <laughs> what is so? Wait, you just are happen to be at this bar and you didn't know that the show was on, or or I'm a or, massive Bruce Springsteen fan, and then uh-huh. I found out that they're going to play some Bruce here, and then you were here, and then you know the rest, you know, okay. tumbling down, dude. Do you want to introduce yourself? Give us your name, or or you can give yourself a code name if you want to. It's up to you. My name's Jeff. Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Jeff. I'm Arthur. Oh, have you, wait, so have you heard this show before? You you like knew about it three times. Okay, good. That's um. Are you? Can, can you hear yourself? Actually, um, I don't have headphones. Here, oh, put these on. Here we go. we go. They might not be. Tell me if you can hear yourself. Okay, I can hear myself. Now. Okay, that's better. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Um. Okay, so you've heard the show three times. Yes. And then uh. And well, that's good. So you know, you know basically how it works. I, I caught the format. Yeah. Um, have you heard this particular show we've been talking about tonight? Do no, you... I'm I'm so sorry. That's so. okay. We've been giving dating advice to somebody texted in and wanted. He was trying to find a serious relationship in Portland, and he and he said that he heard that everyone in Portland is just looking for casual or polyamorous relationships. Do you think that's a, a correct? Um, a, a correct uh, opinion about Portland? 
I mean, if you're looking for dating relationships on Sirius X, XM, like, I mean, uh, it, it no, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I mean, like, he just, he just want, he just wanted to know, like, how long have you lived in Portland a long time? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. So are you in a relationship? Or are you single? What's your situation? Uh, I, I live in a long, a long-term relationship. I okay. Say. But I would say, like, I feel like Portland, um, yeah, I wouldn't know where to begin if I had to actually, like, go on the hunt, <laughs> I guess, as as they would say. Um, but I, I feel like th- there's enough, like, I, especially, like, I feel like there's enough single people out here. There's enough, uh-huh. like, the bar scene's pretty good. But um, where would I start? I mean, I feel like... Um, this spot would I it would probably be my first stop. The Slingshot Lounge. The sling, it's not a bad, not lounge, a bad piece yeah. of advice. There's, yeah. this is a good. I mean, uh, th- this is a good bar to hang out at you, if you like. I feel like some people, you know, well, that's one thing we were talking about is whether people, um, you know, some people don't like going to bars. So how do they meet people? Or, or, if, um, okay, wait, we got a text. Um, it says, uh, oh, dated their subordinates. LOL. Get a promotion. To open your dating pool. Yeah. Um, 20 years ago, this is someone was suggesting that 20 years ago people dated their subordinates. Um, then Pizza Johnny texted, I'm going to send you a link to a seven hour long DJ said from this year's Burning Man. And the next time you're stuck in an airport, you tell me this isn't the best thing to listen to while you're wasting time. And then he like did a laughing emoji. I'm gonna guess it's not the best thing, but so Pizza Johnny just sent me a seven-hour-long DJ set. So it's Pizza Pizza Johnny at Burning Man this year. Yes. So wow. Pizza Johnny and I was at Burning Man too. Pizza Johnny, there was like sort of a sex, drugs, and basketball mini reunion at Burning Man this year. Um, if that if that means reunion, I'm not sure. Have you ever been to Burning Man? I've never been, but you guys got caught in the mud this year. Yes, we did. Wow. Pizza Johnny has a bus. He drove down and he took a bike down for me because I, I, I got there, uh, by different means. And, uh, and so I went and I got my bike from Pizza Johnny and we were like planning to hang out more during Burning Man, but then I never saw him again because we were stuck in the mud. Shit. Okay. Oh, uh, so it's okay. Sorry. Um, is that your friend who's taking a picture of us? Uh, yeah, that's, that's my friend. Uh, we got married about, oh, how many years ago? Eleven years ago, yeah. Eleven. Okay. Oh, you're married. Yeah, yeah. I married my best friend. That's. Uh... Oh, good for you. Do you want to say hello on the radio? We're we've only got one more minute, so you have to hurry. Yeah. You speed tell up. tell it. Say hello. Can you give hello. us your name? <laughs> I am Mallory. Did you know that you'd be on the radio tonight? Absolutely not. But here I am, and I'm excited. <laughs> 